for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. God is good all the time, all the time God is good. Welcome to Living Life. We are going through Daniel chapter 11. God revealed his vision to Daniel, and as we have seen, his vision has been fulfilled by word so accurately in our history. The word of God is valid yesterday, today, and forever. God is in control yesterday, today, and forever. We have seen in Daniel chapter 11 that all the empires in our history, such as Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, have risen and fallen because God said so. We are fully convinced that countries and presidents rise and fall because God says so, even today. German theologians distinguish between human history and God's history, the word Historisch in German means human history. The word Geschichtlich in German means God's history, which is God's involvement in history of human beings, nature, and the entire universe. That's Geschichtlich. History is God's story. That's why it's His story. Today, God reveals what's going to happen in the future which is not written in our history book yet, but it's going to still happen. Let's read what's going to happen in the future. Daniel chapter 11, verses 36 through 45. The king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of wrath is completed, for what has been determined must take place. He will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors or for the one desired by women, nor will he regard any god but will exalt himself above them all. Instead of them, he will honor a god of fortresses, a god unknown to his ancestors he will honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He will attack the mightiest fortresses with the help of a foreign god and will greatly honor those who acknowledge him. He will make them rulers over many people and will distribute the land at a price. At the time of the end, the king of the south will engage him in battle, and the king of the north will storm out against him with chariots and cavalry and a great fleet of ships. He will invade many countries and sweep through them like a flood. He will also invade the beautiful land. Many countries will fall, but Edom, Moab, and the leaders of Ammon will be delivered from his hand. He will extend his power over many countries. Egypt will not escape. He will gain control of the treasures of gold and silver and all the riches of Egypt, with the Libyans and Cushites in submission. But reports from the east and the north will alarm him, and he will set out in a great rage to destroy and annihilate many. 
He will pitch his royal tents between the seas at the beautiful holy mountain, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. Welcome back to Living Life. We have been talking about Antiochus Epiphanes yesterday. He desecrated God's temple and killed God's people. He is the one who set up abomination that causes desolation. Everything that he had done was foretold in Daniel chapter 11 from verses 21 to 35. What the Bible tells about Antiochus Epiphanes from verses 21 through 35 matches with what history tells about Antiochus Epiphanes, totally and accurately. However, from verses 36, what God foretells doesn't match with historical uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. Let's uh, see verse 36. The king will uh, do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will, uh, will say unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of wrath is completed. For what has been determined must take place. Our Lord says he that he will put himself above every god. Did Antiochus Epiphanes do that? No, not at all. Historically, he put himself above God of Israel. That's why he desecrated the, uh, God's temple in Jerusalem. But he was a Greek. He believed in Greek gods, such as Zeus and Hermes. That's why he brought Greek idols to God's temple in Jerusalem. And uh, the first part of 37, God says, He will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors, uh, nor for the one desired by women. No, this is not Antiochus Epiphanes. He showed regard. He showed respect to gods of his ancestors. So uh, God is talking about someone else. Who is this person? Look what verse 37, the, uh, the last uh, part of Verse 37 says, Nor will he regard any god, but will exalt himself above them all. He has no respect to any god, and he will exalt himself above all god. Who can this be? A man who exalts himself above all gods, including Jehovah God? This is what Jesus says in Matthew 24, 15. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Jesus is talking about the end time. He is talking about the Antichrist who will show up in the end time. Let's see what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 4. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. You see, he'll exalt himself over everything that is called God. So God, uh, in the book of Daniel, uh, Jesus in Matthew, and Apostle Paul in his epistle are talking about the same person who will set up abomination causes desolation, who will exalt himself above all God, and proclaim himself to be God. Yes, this person is the Antichrist. Of course, in our history, there were many Antichrists. For instance, 
uh, Christians thought that Nero was Antichrist because he killed and persecuted many Christians in, in Roman Empire. When Christians translated his name, Caesar Nero, into Hebrew word, it became 666. That's why Christians at that time thought that Nero was the Antichrist. But he was not the Antichrist. He was a Antichrist among many Antichrists. In our history, but in our passage, God is talking about the Antichrist, which will come in the future in the end time. And our passage today gives clues who this Antichrist is going to be. There are four clues. First, the Antichrist will worship unknown force in verse 38. Let's read 30, verse 38. Instead of them, he will honor a god of fortress, a god unknown to his ancestors. Second, he will expand his territory here on earth in verse 40. Yes, let's read verse 40. He will invade many countries and sweep through them like a flood. Third, he will be all-powerful here on earth and subdue all nations in verses 42 and 43. He will extend his power over many countries. Egypt will uh, uh, not escape. He will gain control of the treasures of gold and silver and all the riches of Egypt with the Libyans and Cushites in submission. But eventually, the Antichrist will come to his end, and no one will help him in verse 45. Yes, there will be the Antichrist, but Jesus Christ will return and make an end of the Antichrist. History is God's story. God has started his history of redemption when he created the heaven and earth, and you and me. God will also finish, finish the history of redemption when Jesus Christ returns to us. This is what Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Now, brothers and sisters, about time and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman. And they will not escape. Yes, the end time will come. In fact, the end time has already begun. So let us be sober, putting on faith and uh, love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet, says Apostle Paul. Let us hold on to Jesus. Let us wear the full armor of God. Let us be awake and sober because God has started his story, his story, and God will end his story. And it will come sooner than we think. Do you remember the song that we sang in our Sunday school? He's got the whole world in his hand. 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 Yes, God is holding the whole world in his hand. He was holding the world in the past. He is holding the world now. He will be holding the world in the future. 
He says this, John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Let's pray. Dear God, history is your story. I feel so secure to know that you hold the whole world in your hand, yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, history belongs to you. The whole world belongs to you. And I belong to you also. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing your song, let your heart go and stepping in closer. See you.